the man, the myth, the legend. And that description fits as well. Mr. Ira Melman of FAIR, how you doing, Ira? Aloha to you. Hello, good morning. Good morning, good morning. I know that things are very busy. You're prepping up for Feet to the Fire that's coming up at the end of this month already, Ira. It is. It's already September. Hard to believe, but it, it's creeping up on us. It certainly is. I want to thank you again. I, I won't take a lot of time. I have, uh, there's so many concerns regarding immigration in America today. But, Ira, what is your take on the post-Afghanistan evacuation and what it means for us? Well, the, the evacuation is being handled about as well as they handled with the withdrawal of troops generally uh, from Afghanistan. Nothing was planned here. Uh, and so we have a whole bunch of people who managed to get onto airplanes to get out of Afghanistan. And frankly, nobody is blaming them. Uh, there are an awful lot of people who don't want to live under some medieval theocracy. Uh, but, you know, they, we also left behind Americans. We left behind the majority of the people uh, who served as translators and who are being targeted by the Taliban. Uh, and so now we've got a whole bunch of people that we have managed to get out of there, uh, but we don't know who these folks are. Uh, they haven't been vetted. We don't have boots on the ground anymore. We don't have an embassy in Kabul anymore. Uh, it is going to be extremely difficult to sort this out. Uh, we have no idea who these people are. Uh, you know, for all we know, uh, the Taliban and uh, ISIS-K and some of these other groups that have been fighting us have infiltrated these uh, hordes of people coming out. Uh, so it, we, we have to sort this all out before we can allow people to enter the United States. Uh, so, you know, the administration needs to continue uh, to keep people at our extraterritorial bases, either in the Persian Gulf or in Europe, uh, before, and we need to figure out who these folks are before we decide who gets resettled here in the United States. Because once they're in the United States, once they're physically here, uh, it doesn't matter whether they qualify or they don't qualify, they're going to stay. Is there, and maybe unfair question, but is there a specific vetting process, even without planning, at least screening people to the extent? Because I advance the idea, listen, it's tough to it'd be tough to live in Afghanistan. You got to play both sides. You got to you got to do whatever you have to do to survive. Double agency wouldn't be a surprise. Can we vet? Well, that remains to be seen. Look, I mean, this administration has bungled just about everything they've been handed so far. Uh, there is no reason for us to have high confidence in their ability to vet people who they, you know, got out of Afghanistan uh, without any sort of records. So it, this is going to be a long and arduous process. And look, the uh, administration is already getting pressure from the advocacy groups, just bring people here, turn them loose, uh, we'll sort this all out later. Mm. Well, you know, that comes with extreme risks. What we don't know can hurt us, uh, and we've seen evidence of that. Uh, France has already found people uh, who are on terrorist watch lists who have gotten into France. Uh, God knows, you know, who's among those people. I mean, mm. frankly, most of them are just decent people who don't want to live under the Taliban. We certainly understand that. Uh, but as we learned, you know, we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, uh, it only takes a few people to cause an awful lot of damage and destruction, and we need to avoid that. We're talking with Ira Melman of FAIR, and while we're on this tack of national security, let's return back to our southern border. Ira, it's documented that there have been incursions, non-Mexican, non-Nicaraguan, non, that other uh, individuals have made their way through America via illegal immigration, our southern border. 
that's absolutely correct. And if, we, if we're sitting here thinking that the Taliban doesn't know this, that ISIS yeah. doesn't know this, uh, that all these other terror groups don't know that our borders are vulnerable, we are going to be in for a very rude surprise. And this makes it all the more imperative uh, that the administration get that border under control because the, the Defense Department has issued a warning that this could lead to increased terrorism against mm-hmm. the United States and Americans around the world. So we have been warned now by the Pentagon, the President has been warned by his own Pentagon, that this poses a danger. And he has the responsibility as the President to make sure that we minimize the risk. I mean, we, we can't live in a world where we can guarantee absolute safety, mm-hmm. but we know the situation at the border is self-induced. We know that it can be controlled because it was before he came to office. He has an obligation now, given, given all the other circumstances, to make sure that border is as secure as it can possibly be. Once again, Ira, I can't thank you enough for doing this with us. I just have one extended question that might be outside our realm. However, I have this profound fear that sleeper cells have been developed around our nation, uh, not just post 9-11, but it is a presence amongst us. And this latest incursion and this surge my gosh, I, I, my fearful, I'm fearful of sleeper cells being populated by a lax enforcement at our border. It, it's absolutely possible, and that's you know the danger because we don't know. We don't know who's been coming across that border, uh, you know, and it's becoming more and more evident all the time that we don't have control of the border. Alejandro Mayorkas, the secretary of DHS, has said it is unsustainable; that it's out of control. He's the architect of this policy, by the way, uh, and he's telling us that the border is out of control. So there may be people already here. Uh, there may be more coming. We just don't know. Which which means we have to take the precautions that are necessary. Uh, as I said, n- nobody can guarantee absolute safety, but we can take reasonable steps. And what this administration has done is precisely the opposite. They have taken unreasonable steps to open that border wide open at a time when you know the world is becoming more and more dangerous, the threats are growing, the Pentagon has warned them, and they don't seem to be doing anything. And Look, I mean, these terrorist organizations sense that this is a weak administration, that whatever they do, the response is going to be weak. Uh, And and so, you know, they might decide this is the time to take advantage. We hope they don't. uh, But, again, we we, we shouldn't be taking unnecessary risks. We should be doing whatever we can to prevent these things from happening. Thank goodness for FAIR, because FAIR is uh, on the lead for ensuring that we are informed, but also... Uh, very active on Capitol Hill. Once again, Ira, the invitation to visit you. Where can we go? How can we help? The best place to go is to the website, which is fairus.org. That's F-A-I-R-U-S dot O-R-G, fairus dot org. Ira, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate you so much, and uh, I can't wait till next time. Look, look forward to seeing you in D.C. Thank you, Ira. Aloha. You're welcome. That's Ira Melman with uh, FAIR, with FAIR, Federation for American Immigration Reform. And I call it the underreported story because immigration looms large and omnipresent with implications for all of us.